0: My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you.
2: You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes.
3: I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
2: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network.
0: Hello. Hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm Shane O'Hare of the Geekscape Games podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. Join myself, Derek Krennevelt, and a guest every fortnight as we discuss video game news, video game reviews, and dissections. That's Geekscape Games every two weeks on Geekscape.net.
4: to another episode of horror movie night this week we're talking more lillard this time brought to us by scott who picked 13 ghosts i mean i feel like it goes without saying but real quick scott why did you pick 13 g- 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 ghosts <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, i would have gotten away with it too if it wouldn't have been for you <laughs> damn kids uh i don't think they say damn and scooby doo but you know i just i absolutely love the 90s uh late 90s when it's good it's great and i just wanted to keep that train a rolling so um 13 GOATs, it is. Is.
4: Yeah, I so here's my here's my controversial statement about this movie. I want to hear it. It's not I, very good. <laughs> That's the I answer. I like this movie. I've gone to bat a million times with this movie. I think that this movie is visually fantastic. Mhm. It
1: is Way slower than I originally. Oh, remembered. the pacing sucks. The acting, <laughs> except for Matthew <laughs> like, Lillard, half the time fucking blows. The only good thing about it is all the character, effect, the creature the char- effects. The That's creature effects are all that
4: fantastic. Like the, literally, the first ten minutes of this movie in the junkyard is so boring, and it's supposed to be there to set up the whole movie, and I just could not care less. Like, I'm just like, get us into this fucking house with these fucking ghosts already, you goddamn movie. Like, I was getting so Also, stressed.
1: like, think about the, the, yeah, the pacing is absolute shit. The kid is the most annoying fucking child in a movie that we've watched in quite some time. You know, we also get Monk, you know, whatever his real name is, but, and, you know. Tony uh, Shaloub!
5: Uh, the Shaloub. Uh, <laughs> Let's call him Monk. <laughs> uh Mr. Mazel. No, no, him. not
1: Mr. Mazel. Mr. Weissman. He's he's yes. fucking great um in in Marvelous Mrs. Mazel, but not so much in this movie. But you know what the funniest thing about this is is that how many years have Matt and I been podcasting together? Like eight? Almost ten years, I feel like. Fucking, if you count I mean, all the Reddit I, Horror Club and everything. I yeah. think that Megan and I were getting married. And I had already joined Reddit Horror Club. Like, I'm pretty sure. And we're our 10-year anniversary is October. So, like, it's been a long fucking time. And I've been taking notes for every discussion. I think this might be the fewest notes I've ever had for a movie I've picked. I have five notes. But it's because I don't have anything to, like, that I need to remind myself of. Because this movie is just, you let it wash over you and... Thank goodness for the 15-second the fast-forward button nowadays. You know, it's just it's so funny because Matthew Lillard gets to spit all over his chin, and he gets yeah. paid to do it. The house is absolutely absurd. The, the, the fucking glasses are stupid as hell. But I just love Dark Castle. Everything that Dark Castle did. Matt, you tell me, is there a Dark Castle movie that doesn't absolutely kill? It's just I, I so feel- fun.
4: I feel like the one that got the the worst reputation was Ghost Ship because it started strong and then kind of just fell apart after the opening sequence. I don't even care, but, man. Ghost Ship is. Did worth we watch, watch that? Not we yet. Watch Ghost Ship. No. We should probably the, was, get to what that. What was the one, one we watched? House on Haunted the, Hill.
5: No, which, there that wasn't. I don't. I don't know if it was Dark Castle, but it was a Ghost Ship.
4: Oh, are you thinking of? <laughs> are you thinking of Deep Rising? Yeah.
1: Which they came out <laughs> the same year, or like a year or two apart, and I remember people being like. Isn't this the same movie? No, like, that. (laughs) the problem with that is that Ghost Ship is pretty fucking stupid. But, like, at the same time... Holographic cover. Holographic cover. And we were not watching movies in the late 90s, early 2000s for, like, good. We were watching it for that that popcorn effect. And I feel like 13 Ghosts is an absolute popcorn movie.
4: I want to apologize to Scott, though, because I think that when we did your episode on House on Haunted Hill... I came in pretty strong that I thought Thirteen Ghosts was the better movie. It's not, but after this watch, I I, I recede my opinion. Thank I think you. that I think that Thirteen Ghosts has the better ghost effects.
1: Oh, that's not even a question. But I do like the I like the shaky ghosts in 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 House on the Hill because I think that, and we discussed that when we did that episode that that style, like that visual style got aped so hard. And that's why I think that watching it in, you know, our 30s is easier to be like, to shit all over the CGI because it was bad. And it was bad in the 90s. Like I liked what they were, the concept they were going for, but it was bad. Like even back then I remember being like, man, that was the fucking ghost at the end. It's kind of disappointing. But um, <laughs> when it's practical, it's great. But they also, that's the thing about this movie is that the practical is so good. But when you see the, like the containment spells that are on the floor that you can only see with the glasses, the concept's great, but the CGI is not, you know, yeah. and like the guy getting split in half, not
5: good. The, even like the cogs spinning around. Oh, yeah, they're they not good. Yeah, they're not good. That's, I that's do some
1: like 1995 PC gaming yeah. level yeah. shit. I remember yeah. from like the polygons in like Descent 2 and Mech Warrior 2 that I used to play on my computer as a child. Yeah. I I do do, wonder if
5: Universal Studios ever used this for their – whatever the hell that Halloween thing is they do every year. Oh, Halloween
4: Horror Nights?
1: They probably did.
5: Because it would be fucking awesome.
1: Because the the ghosts are the – the the backstory of all the ghosts is what this whole movie rests upon. And do you remember the DVD had, like, that whole menu that told all the great stories about it? Yeah, and
4: IMDb has them verbatim. I was like, I'm Mm. not going to read all 12 of these. But But we should probably
1: pick which one – which ones are our favorite, though?
4: Yeah. Oh, that's totally fine. But I want to talk about two things real quick. First one is just a fun fact that is an interesting... I found this to be a very interesting fact. It was the only interesting fact that I found while doing research, is that this is the first major American studio film that starred three Arab-American actors between Tony Shalhoub, Shannon He's Elizabeth. He's Arab-American? Yeah. Uh, oh, Shannon cool. Elizabeth and uh, the guy who plays the villain, Cyrus, mm-hmm. um, which is like cool fact it's also like wow it took until 2001 for us to to do that but then when we're talking about the pacing here's the moment like yeah the movie is slow to start but the the point where i'm like yo this script is really clunky is when the girl just shows up out of nowhere an hour into this movie We just get introduced to this extra character oh but she's in the beginning yeah, but then it's like 20 minutes later, it's like, ooh, she's the
1: bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it a
4: like horse-
5: ruse. The beginning yeah, was, was a but ruse. but it
1: doesn't make any sense that she could be, be such a badass until she's all like, oh, do whatever you say, Cyrus. Like, I, I understand that her it's trying to show... terribly written. It's yeah, terribly I understand written. it's trying to show that Cyrus is like a super controlling person and has like some sort of Rasputin level, like, you know, control over other humans. But it just doesn't work for me, you know? And, and, and her fake nose piercing like the stud on her nose to make her look kind of badass. It's just so fucking funny. I can't criticize this movie that much. Like, because no, it's still a fun it, time. Yeah, this it's, is it's a, a great, popcorn horror
4: movie. We've talked about this before. This is a great throw it on in the background at a party type movie. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to pay attention to the plot, but like you want to catch those visuals. There's some, like there's little things that I like, like when Shannon Elizabeth is in the bathroom and the angry princess is in the tub, but she can't see it because she's not wearing the glasses. glasses, And there's that quick, like it's like a flash and in blood it says, I'm sorry on the bathroom floor, like Mm -hmm. little stuff like that where I'm like, dude, there's some really cool, like the editing in this is really cool. Roger Ebert, in his review he hated the movie of course which which is like not shocking Roger Ebert not exactly
1: a fan of horror movies he likes highbrow horror you know yeah. it's not like he's watching fucking you know 13 ghosts in, in 2001 and being like you know, even though this movie is kind of schlocky, it's still a good time. You know, he's not watching fucking Dream Warriors and being like, this movie's revitalizing the, the genre and blah, 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 you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know, he's like, it's gotta be something real big for him to care this about. This is the quote I was looking for. He
4: praised the production value, saying that the production is first rate. The physical look of this picture is beyond splendid. However, he criticized the story and the lack of interesting characters and its loud soundtrack and its poor editing and included it on his list of the most hated films he's ever reviewed. Oh,
1: fuck. That's rough.
4: Now, I agree with his praise and I agree with most of his complaints, except that I actually don't think the editing is that shitty in this. Like, I think that it's very stylized editing. But, like, yeah, the acting is... Subpar. The
1: script is really weak. <laughs> I, I don't and think that anybody could get a, get away with like making this. You can't polish that turd. You know, like the script no. is really the worst part about this movie.
4: Yeah, and like the soundtrack is. I, I don't know if he's talking about the physical songs in it, but it is definitely mixed like ass. Like, That's what he's talking about. I
5: definitely side with them a, a little bit. Like, I get what you're saying, and I think as far as like those quick horror scenes, the editing is dope, but. There's a lot of long fucking take. Like, there's not a lot of like camera cutting to different people. Yeah. and that's oh. where I would get bored. It's like, it's just like a long like like a wide shot for yeah. like five minutes. It's like uh,
1: when they're in in their like shitty apartment. I notice yeah. that too, and I don't even notice that shit normally. Yeah.
4: But Scott, you said that you didn't like the split down the middle. Uh, that you felt like it didn't look good. I actually kind of disagree. I like that specific scene. And what I like is that we as the audience know what's happened. Right. But there's that awesome slow build to revealing it where it's like the glass shuts, he stands still and you're like, Oh fuck that glass went through him. And then it's like the glasses slowly fall off. And then the tie slowly comes down. Like, it's just those
1: things are fine. Those things are fine. I'm just saying that like the, seeing the, the, the cross section is, (laughs) I remember when I saw this, for the first time I think that I saw it on VHS I don't think I saw it in theaters but it didn't work for me then and it still doesn't work for me now just like the mechanics of that are just fucking stupid but you know I mean I hope I'm not coming off like I'm upset with the, the movie I just if we're talking about this movie in general the, the its biggest problem is that it's trying to do the DCEU thing where it's throwing so much, or like the Spider Man movies. Didn't Spider Man 3 have like four bad guys in it or something? Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's just trying to throw too many bad guys at you. I, I guess that what I'm getting at is that we're ignoring the fact that this is like most Dark Castle movies where it's a remake of a William Castle flick.
4: Wasn't a particularly good William Castle flick. It wasn't to even begin a
1: great with. William
5: Castle movie. I wanted to know.
1: Yeah, like House on Haunted Hill is universally beloved. 1950s horror movie I mean it's Vincent Price it's fucking great you know I mean Vincent Price was in
5: 13 Ghosts too right? No I'm looking at it right now but I will say good or not I definitely would frame this poster because the poster's <laughs> fucking dope
1: yeah Yeah. oh yeah the poster's great the original 13 Ghosts I feel like they had a much looser concept they had more leeway you know with doing a remake of the movie because really all they took from it is literally the title and the glasses, because the William Castle gimmick for the original thirteen ghosts were these, you know, ghost glasses, and so they just brought those into the flick for the remake. And I think that's really cool. Whoever did the lore be so interesting is the person that saves this movie, because like if they were boring ass characters instead of like the jackal and the the bound princess or the, the bound woman rather, and the you know like the torso and then you know all those characters like. I couldn't I probably if you gave me a couple minutes I off the top of my head I could name all of them and they're all just so cool. I mean and they're in, intense. The thing I don't quite understand is at the end of this movie they are all back out in the world to go fucking murder humans still, which I think is phenomenal. And so it's not <laughs> like they 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 didn't like vanquish any evil. They just killed Cyrus and he gets to go to hell. So, like, all those 12 other ghosts are fucking back out. Like, the breaker, he's out in his junkyard and he's killing, in the last 20 years, he's probably killed another fucking 40 people. It's amazing.
4: Yeah, literally, I mean, the way to compare it to is like, this is the fucking EPA guy shutting down the containment unit and Ghostbusters.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, but then it's... there's no Ghostbusters at the end to save them. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so so we've talked for 15 minutes about the movie. I, I really need you guys to tell me, what are the ghosts that really stand out to let's, you? Let's Just... word
4: it like this. Let's word it like this. If they were to make a 13 Ghosts sequel where you followed a haunting by one of these ghosts oh, you fuck, do it's
1: impossible can you two
4: yeah you can do whatever you can do two movies but you you pull like no 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 i the, mean
1: like one movie with two if you if you want
4: to i'm just thinking like the way that like the kindred spawned all of these random like well now we're going to tell the story of annabelle who's like just like a small part of oh you this. mean the conjuring yeah yeah the conjuring he said
1: the kindred and i got really excited thinking that there was a sequel to the kindred man don't fuck with me like that
4: <laughs> yeah like they're doing a spin-off sequel you know, 20, 20 years later, they're like, you know what? We really need to revisit <laughs> the thirteen Ghost franchise. Who who are you wanting to see a movie based
1: on? Oh, I mean, it would be super easy to go with the jackal just because it, it's he's such a brutal character. It's cool because the jackal I think would have the ability to tell a period piece because I believe he is is he seventeen hundreds? I think that he was because he got check that right like now. jackal's the, the one Hold with on. the with the um. Box. The cage around his head. Yeah. Yeah, and he, like, chewed through it. So he's, like, an absolute maniac. He was and I born,
4: assume... He was born 1887 to a prostitute.
1: So we could have a period piece, like, you would get the period costumes, and then you could have him fucking die a gruesome death, and then you could have him terrorizing people as a ghost after he gets done with... Or you could probably have this, as a quote-unquote prequel to, to 13 Ghosts, and it would be fantastic. But I also, like, I hate to say it, but I, the, the Torn Prince is one of my personal favorites i did that character as a cosplay for a, a horror convention a couple years ago and it's he's a 1950s character and so you could have all the shit that i love from 50s like pastiche movies and you could have this psychopathic kid who's just like murdering people gets killed and then you know it's like a dead man's curve kind of thing where he's just a bloody ghost going out and you know, or or you could even have him like quasi zombified And then he becomes a ghost at the end. Like There are so many cool ways you could do Torn Prince. But when I dressed up as that Torn Prince um, cosplay, it was wild because I went – Thinking, Okay, I just wanted to do this like it was it was a it was a facial prosthetic like that I made and then I did the, the costume and it was really fun like I did it from scratch This is my first like large-scale facial uh, Application like it went around literally half of my head and it was almost impossible to get it to stick to the back of my <laughs> hair So um, I went to the con thinking no one's gonna know what this is This is like super niche like so niche. It's not even funny, and it was a small con it was it was just up like north of Akron I think that there are maybe 200 people there It was not not a big one and somebody goes dude Torn Prince that is so cool I've never seen anybody do that come with me he takes me over to this guy and he goes hey I want to introduce you to the guy that created that look it was the practical <laughs> effects artist who worked on 13 ghosts and he specifically Torn Prince and he is a Cleveland special effects guy and he like was living in LA or whatever when they did and and worked on this movie like torn prince was his main one i believe and then he did a couple other of the ghosts you know i joke about like okay we live in a simulation it was one of those times where you're just like come on at least try and make me believe that this is real life yeah you know yeah
4: (laughs) i still love that story to this day and the the torn prince is a very cool look i just read the quick breakdown of the jackal and i forgot how truly fucked up the story is of like how the jackal Jackal no so here's the full I'll do the quick breakdown of this one the ghost of Ryan Khan who was born in 1887 to a prostitute he had an insatiable lust for women rape and murdering prostitutes oh that's right wanting wanting to be cured he committed himself into the asylum but after attacking a nurse, he was put in a straight jacket and thrown in a padded room. After years of imprisonment, he went completely insane, scratching at the wall so violently that all of his fingernails have been torn off. The doctors kept him permanently bound in the straight jacket, tying it tighter and tighter every time he acted out, causing his numbs to completely contort in horrible directions. After fighting to free himself, he gnawed through the jacket until the doctors finally locked his head in a metal cage and sealed him away in a dark basement cell. There, he grew a hate of any kind of human contact, screaming madly and cowering whenever approached. When a fire broke out in the asylum, everybody but him escaped. He chose to stay behind and face the fire. As a ghost, his arms are free from the jacket and the bars of his cage are ripped outward, showing that he may have escaped his binding again sometime before the fire started and that the cage may have been heated up enough to where when he had been ripped from... uh, where he could have ripped it open before the fire completely consumed it. Yeah,
5: that's fucking dope. I I feel like two different questions were asked, because Scott asked which ghost stood out, you yeah. know, to me, and it's definitely the son and the mother, but I really oh, don't yeah. care too much about their backstory. I like the hammer. I want to see that, dudes. Dude, the, the hammer spikes. is
1: such a badass. Yeah.
4: So, I, so for me, as, as a guy who just loves a good old creepy kid ghost story, uh, I like the firstborn son. Just this kid with he's a like, fucking arrow protruding, protruding out of his face, and he just wants to play. But you could
1: make a great movie out of that.
5: Really? See, I, I think Creepywise is a good-looking ghost, but but what's the backstory? He got shot in the face with an arrow. So, he shot got shot chase. in the back
1: of the head with an yeah. arrow. So, yeah, let's, say, so <laughs> let's, let's say
4: it like this. I guess for mine, it wouldn't make a good movie, but it would make a good episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, shit, if they've made multiple Annabelle movies, they can make a uh, Firstborn Son movie, all right?
4: Yeah. Tor- I mean, the torso, the, the, the effect on the the torso, I'm not sure if you look so this good. up, but it's well, it's an actual w- double amputee, mm-hmm. and then they put his head in a, in a bag... So that they could just edit that out. But like yeah, yeah. most of what you're seeing is
1: real, except for the fact that his head's not there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like the Bound Woman because she looks so horrific. But yeah. I feel like that story as a movie might be a little too misogynistic. I mean less I mean the Jackal is probably misogynistic as fuck too. But yeah. I'm not saying that we need to empathize with any of these characters. I feel like the bound woman, the the one that would garner the most sympathy because I believe that she was tortured and then killed and came back as a vengeful ghost because of that. But that's the thing is that like I think a, a one of the a good 13 ghost origin movie would be more along the lines of this person was a shit human and is a shit ghost, you know? <laughs>
4: yeah. You could make a movie out of the the angry princess origin story is also really Like, would make a good fucked up movie. Well, we already
1: saw it in American Mary. (laughs) I was going to say,
4: well, but yeah, it's, uh, Brian, I'm not sure if you read any of the research on, uh, did any of the research on it, but but for Angry Princess, it was a a girl that was so obsessed with her own natural beauty that she gets a job working at, like, a plastic surgery place where instead of getting paid cash, she got paid in treatments to, like, modify her body. But became so obsessed that she tried to do surgery on herself and accidentally mutilated her body and was so disgusted by what she had done to herself that she kills herself in the bathtub. Yeah. I think that like building up to that story, you could do something that, like you said, it's like American Mary mixed with May. You know what I mean? Like it's just oh, like this so cool. just this fucked up tragic,
1: <laughs> tragic oh, I horror watch story. It. I'm
5: telling yeah. you, I'm not You didn't watch, watch it. May anyway. You know yeah. what's so fucking funny, guys? I don't like self-harm. I can't watch self-harm. I don't know why.
0: What? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you.
2: You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul.
3: And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
2: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music or right here on the Geekscape Network.
4: Double features.
1: Scott, what would your double feature with 13 Ghosts be? So I originally had one that I thought would be funny, mm-hmm. and I I feel like I wouldn't necessarily want to do this, but I'm going to go with the bit just because I still think it's funny, but I would start with 12 monkeys and then enter, end with 13 ghosts.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I accept this. I like that. It is funny. It is funny. All right, Brian, your turn.
2: I would
5: pair this with the best haunted house movie in the horror genre, Monster House. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go
4: with another movie in which Matthew Lillard's trying to hunt down ghosts and watch Scooby-Doo. Where are you? <laughs> All right, so Scott, what is something that you have watched that you
1: just need to tell us about? So I don't know if I need to tell you guys about this, but I couldn't sleep last night slash this morning, and so I um, so I, I do you guys get the Shutter newsletters that come out? Where is like this about the ne- slacks? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and it's not nearly as bombastic as it should have been. You know, like, there were so many times in this movie when I was just, like, rooting for the, for the movie and rooting for the, the story. And I just feel like they couldn't catch a flow. Like, the pacing wasn't right, and they couldn't figure out how characters were going to be written. The, 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 the whole conceit of the movie is... Kind of cool. I liked the ending a lot, actually. Um, and I really like the fact that the genes, when they kill someone, they then suck their blood up. I don't know, man. It, it's a really fucking stupid movie. I mean, I understand <laughs> that they knew what they were making, but I feel like they didn't lean hard enough into it, you know? That's
4: Well, and that's like the – I feel like that – we've talked about that before. That is like the hard balance that makes doing a good horror comedy – work you either have to play it super super straight or you have to just be it's a comedy with horror elements but falling in the middle ground just makes nobody happy yeah <laughs> like, oh and
1: remember like porno that came
4: out last i was year, literally I just gonna say another shutter original yeah, it seems like it's Just like porno, where I was like really disappointed by it because it had like a
1: promising concept. The the, the one thing I'll say about slacks is that it's worth a watch with a group of people. So once you're vaccinated or if you have a pod, get together with some people, watch it. And if you drink, have a couple beers and just laugh about how silly it is. Don't pay 100% attention to it like I did in the middle of the night.
4: I love the idea that you have
1: insomnia and
4: you open up your email and you're like,
5: Ooh, slacks. (laughs) Scott, no, but Scott legit has insomnia. Like, anytime I get a TikTok from Scott... It's 3 a.m. Yeah, Yeah. it's between 3 and 5 a.m. Yeah, Every single time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Fucking, why do you check the timestamps? Don't do that to me. I actually stay off of Facebook because I'm like, I don't want people seeing me liking or commenting on anything, especially not our group. It seems like I'm a ghost on, on Facebook, but I'm a fucking, you know, ghost on... TikTok because I'm, I'm sending people TikToks in the middle of the night. But it's a dirty secret. I'm like, I don't want people to know that I'm awake in the middle of the night and available. You know, I'll just
4: tell people this on a podcast that's listened by a couple thousand people everywhere. They
1: don't have my contact information. That's fair. That's fair. But but I wanted to say one last thing about Slacks. I, the, the one thing I really liked about it was that it has a dark ending. Also, there's this one scene, this one shot, it takes about one second, where the Gene's are down sucking up a pool of blood and then they come up and it it looks like the sides of the mouth and it it has like blood drip off of it and it's so badass like I just if we could have had a whole movie that was like that where the movie is completely playing it straight and it's true terror that these like possessed genes are like (laughs) snakes or something like that coming after you and they play it completely straight like that and the humor is the fact that it's so absurd yeah that would have been an amazing flick I mean it was it would always be a cult flick because it's called slacks yeah. like I feel like there's just a way to do it in a successful manner that they I feel like they it might have been by committee and the people that wanted to do it serious were like okay we'll do this part serious and then the people that wanted to do it a com- comedy were like let's have these lines of dialogue and these characterizations and it just fucking frustrating just like porno was
4: yeah I'll do mine real quick we're recording this on a Saturday morning and on Sunday night, I started the show Silicon Valley, and I'm starting Ooh. season six right now. So, oh
1: jeez. Like, I thought you haven't messaged us this week. <laughs> I, I
4: got so sucked into that show. I heard
1: it's
5: great.
4: It has a few issues. I mean, issue number one is that like TJ Miller is actually like a legitimate human monster, but they basically yeah. have him. They have him playing himself, so you're like, "Oh, I
5: hate this character," so that makes sense. Dude, I need to get Twitter, man. No, you don't. No, you. Well, don't. I, I, listen, I, I don't know these things. I, I, you guys are gonna fucking get my ass beat at a party. I'm gonna be like, "Yo, yeah. T.J. Miller, really funny guy," and they're like, "What did you just say?" I don't know. I don't <laughs> so know who these are. First of all, you're not are.
1: going to go to a party. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> yes, step one. True.
5: Okay, so
4: I'll do the very quick rundown of T.J. Miller's mistakes. It was found out that in college there was like a bunch of different reports placed on him for sexual assault. All of the women who were on the set of Silicon Valley said that, they didn't say that he was, like, misogynistic, but they called him, like, a brat. Like, he basically showed up, ran the show, held everybody hostage, yeah. Like, was just, like, a dick, and, like, that's kind of why he got written off of the show midway through the series. But then the biggest one was, I don't know what the story is, but he he basically called a fake bomb threat on a train yeah. for vengeance. Yeah. And... Yeah. A that's a asshole. federal crime so like okay good
5: because it was just funny at least like you got to the trade thing because you're like you're like yeah so start off with a sexual assault but then get this he was a huge brat on set <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah not great but the one problem i will say is that with silicon valley and i actually texted john about this too is like Every season is the same. The arc of each season is very much the same where it's like they've got a product, they're working on the product, a series of issues happen, everything's fine.
5: Yeah, it's HBO.
4: Yeah, that's your 10 episode arc. It's very- Entourage. I, was, I would say they have more struggles than Entourage was literally what I was about to say. Entourage, it's like it's too good for them all the time, but- Martin Starr, the whole show is watching just for the relationship between Martin Starr and Camille Nanjiani. Uh, All right, Brian, you finally, what's what's something you checked out? Any more Temptation Island or did you actually watch something that you wanted to
5: watch? Oh, man. So uh, following up with another show that Scott will have zero interest in. (laughs) Fucking your honor, man.
4: I've heard good things. Yeah.
5: I like sick to my stomach watching it. And just from not from gore or anything like oh this is so sad, just from pure anxiety. Quick little premise: this kid who's uh, the the son of a judge has an asthma attack while driving uh, on the anniversary of his of his mother's death, and he ends up hitting this kid on a on a motorcycle and killing him. And he tries to call the cops, but he's having a panic attack, so he ends up just leaving the scene finally calms down, tells his dad the judge, and he's like, all right, we have to turn yourself in. And then when they go to turn himself in, they find out that the kid that he killed was the son of a mob boss. So the judge is like, fuck that, we can't turn you in. Like, let me try to cover it up. And it is just like, that is the first 10 minutes of this show that I just like did. It sounds like Ozark. Yeah, exactly. it, but it's like so much more intense. Brian Cranston. And it's like, it's so funny when I was talking to my best friend about it. Like, I hope a millennial never meets Brian Cranston because I was telling my best friend about the show and he's like, man, he's great. How? And it's just like, dude, Brian Cranston is such a talented actor, but. Everyone my age just kind of first off knows him as the dad Hal from Malcolm in the Middle, which is <laughs> such a, just a terrible role.
4: But all right. So Brian wanted us to get anxious. I wanted us to watch a comedy starring a not so great dude. And Scott was lukewarm on a pair of pants. So <laughs> tune in next week. It's a pick from Brian. It's a zombie movie. Scott's not looking forward to it. I remember loving this movie. I don't know how I'm going to feel when I rewatch it, but we'll we'll certainly find out next week on Horror Movie Night.
0: Or perhaps
4: you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also.
0: You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information.
4: We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality.
5: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.
0: At maximum mediocrity, people say things like,
1: I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not
2: <laughs>
0: And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I f***ing facing Floyd Mayweather in the f- woods my co-host morgan and i track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from it's like hot sex in a mug we are the maximum mediocrity podcast and we are on all major podcasting platforms we'll be waiting for you
2: you've been lost in the woods for hours now stumbling around in the dark you come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire they see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log welcome to campfire ashes i'm
3: paul i'm jess join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them is it something that goes bump in the night is it something menacing lurking past the tree line or is it just weird and otherworldly you'll find it here on campfire ashes you
2: can find us on spotify apple music amazon music or right here on the geekscape network you're listening to the geekscape network